Today's episode is brought to you by the Be Real Podcasting Network. For more episodes like this, check out BREELnetwork.com. This movie takes me back to the 90s. The 90s? Takes me back to my childhood. 97 to be exact? 97. 1997 to be exact. Back in the heyday when Will Smith was a, quote, musical artist, end quote. Yeah. Back when he used to do his, he did his, uh, the uh, outros, the in, the intros or whatever you want to call it for the for his movies. He did the Wild Wild West. He did Men in Black. Yeah, the, the music video was yeah. on. The, I remember having, I remember going on vacation with my family. And we had one of those big 90s Astro conversion vans. You know, that all the cool rich people had. I had two. Yeah. Mu- I had two much younger sisters, so we drove like to Florida and had like the cool Christmas lights on the top. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I hope you know what I'm talking about. I hope the listeners know what I'm talking. About. But it had a built-in television set with a VHS tape player, and we watched Men in Black so many times, my sisters and I, and we would rewind the vi- the music video over and over again. Had like the alien singing and yeah. dancing with him. Fucking cool, man. Fucking Mikey? Cool. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing a throwback cinema yeah. of Men in Black. Back in the heyday when you had to rewind videos. It, it took forever. Dude. It was the worst. Did you, did you have a rewinder in your car? I, we did not have a rewinder in the car. We just had the rewind button on on the VHS player. My grandparents had a rewinder. It was the coolest fucking... The tape went in, like, sideways. And you closed it. It would... Yeah. It fucking rewound that shit real quick. Let me let me tell you how boring of a child I was. I used to want to watch movies, but I was too lazy to rewind it usually. First of all, that was a big rule in our house. Big rule. When you're done with the tape, you better rewind it before you put it back on the shelf. Did you ever rent tapes and yes. try to return them unrewound they charged your ass yeah they charge your ass a fee i used to we had a rewinder we had a uh my mother had an entertainment center and at the bottom of the entertainment center we had a rewinder uh, we, we went through a bunch of them by the way we went through a bunch of rewinders. burn those motherfuckers <laughs> up yes we did <laughs> but yeah we did um i used to want to watch like a noisy I- cricket <laughs> sounded like noisy cricket too uh no we we went through so many rewinders and I used to pull out a movie if it didn't have if it wasn't rewound I used to put it in the rewinder and I would sit there and stare at it until it was done rewinding it wasn't like I had a f- smartphone in my pocket where I could pull it out and check Facebook or something like that while I was rewinding no I sat there as a child and stared at the rewinder waiting for it to pop up be done and then every now and then it would eat the eat the tape a little bit so I'd have to get it out of there and Wind it back up. Did you use a pencil? Yeah. No, wait, no, wait, no, no. You can't use a pencil with a VHS tape because it was too the, big. Use a pencil with a cassette tape. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I used to use my finger. You used your finger with a cassette. <laughs> I used to finger so many VHS cassettes. You did. You fingered a lot of things in your days. So, I like this movie, man. I, it's a great movie. A lot of people shit on it, but I like it. I don't know who shits on it, well, but it's a it, great movie. Some people say it doesn't hold up. Today, I you know what old. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I I rewatch it today, and knowing we were gonna do this, and I disagree. I don't think the graphics are as good, but considering the fact that a lot of what they did was regular like makeup art, um, they used like a little bit of computer graphics, obviously for like the cockroach, the bug, the yeah. bug. Yeah, they used computer graphics for the squid scene whenever. Uh, uh, Jay had to get uh, help give birth to the squid baby, but other than that, they used congratulations, like, Rich. A lot of it's was a squid. <laughs> a lot of was like real practical effects and things like that. And it, it, I gotta be honest with you, I think it holds up pretty well. I don't think it like it's as good as like Guardians of the Galaxy, but like if you showed that to somebody today, I think they could get through watching it and would enjoy it. How great is Will Smith? Will Smith is an amazing actor. I've always been a big fan of that man. Not so much lately, because um, he likes to throw his kid into a lot of movies with him. Hence, like, After Earth, for example. 
Uh, that movie's bad. Didn't even bother watching it. The trailer looked horrible. It didn't tie me in. Other than that, though, you know, Will Smith, he's a great actor. Enjoy him. Stop putting your kid in movies with you, and then we'll, we'll you'll, you'll get me back. He's, uh, <clears throat> he's a great actor. And think about it, like, I was a huge fan of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Did you like that show? Did you watch it? I love The Fresh Prince of it's Bel-Air. It's so funny. So it's much. so good. But who would have guessed back then <clears throat> that Will Smith from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the, the, he started his career as a rapper. You know, he was going to be a huge, arguably one of the biggest movie stars today in 2017. Still huge. He's like a witch or something. Because the dude never ages. He does look good for, dude as, for as old as he is. Yeah. looks... Watchmen in Black, you'll think that he recorded that... He, he filmed that movie today because the dude looks the same. Honestly looks the same. He does look good. He's, Although, he's, he's a little bit more muscular, a little more toned now. Uh, he does have... He's... I don't know. Is he starting to get a little gray? Is he starting he to get is, a little... like... If you... A year ago, like I saw photos of him in 2016... And it looked like Will Smith in 1996. But just this year, the age bug hit him. I think people were getting wise to him. And he wanted to hide his, his vampirism or something. So he's like, oh, man. People are people are catching on that I'm not aging. He couldn't, gotta, he couldn't find gotta, any. There's a photo that just recently started circulating. And he looks like Uncle Phil. <laughs> and I, I love it. Is that it. the one? No. There's, oh. he's like, it's like a candid shot. I mean, people listening to the show can't see the photos, Adam. You do this all the okay. time. Okay. Well, you know what? Here's you're not, the thing. You say I'm not going to post them. I'm so. not going to post them, but, you know, we don't have to mention that all the time. I could say, is this the photo? And, you know, they will gloss over it if you don't mention it. It's good. We, we have to paint the picture with our words, Scott. That's the point of the podcast, son. If you Google Will Smith there looks, you go. Like, looks like Uncle Phil. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yes. It, it's, it's a funny photo, but I love Will Smith. As a matter of fact, Adam, what would be, let, let's go through our top five Will Smith films. Let's do a top five real quick. All right. I, I, it's almost like we prepared for this. Okay. You um, go first. Give me your number five. You said you had your five easy. Independence Day, easily number one. Number one, you're starting at one, going to five? Are we going to five? All right, fuck it. We'll go one to five. One to five. I, well, I, Independence Day is your number one? Yeah, it's my top favorite. Independence Day is my number one, too. It's, well, it's easily like his best film he's ever done. Independence Day is great. Welcome to Earth. I love his quotes. I love how zany he is. Independence Day is my number one favorite Will Smith movie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm right there with you. I love... Just it's it's one of the probably the best alien invasion movies ever. They fucked it up with the sequel. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen not, it. Not good. Yeah. You, one would say it was bad. Um, yeah. Between Independence Day Resurgence and Terminator Genesis, those were two sequel movies that I was really looking forward to seeing, and the reviews on both of them were not, were like historically bad. That it really depressed me that I haven't even taken the time to watch either one. So, um, well, we both had number one Independence Day, so I guess I'll go for number nine, number two, number two, Men in Black. Men in Black's your number two. So, one we're gonna talk about today. It's probably my second favorite Will Smith movie. My number two is Men in Black. <laughs> my number two is also Men in Black. I really, really enjoy it. Yeah, we'll get into talking we'll, about yeah, the movie. We'll talk about so, that, yeah. um, moving on. I guess my number three will be Wild Wild West. Really? Yes, it's a it's a campy western uh, movie, and it's I I recently watched it a couple months ago, came on Netflix, and you know what? It doesn't hold up. It's not like a great movie, but it's a great campy, just fun movie to watch. You're an Artemis Gordon guy, aren't you? <laughs> I'm probably more like Artemis than uh, Jim West. So. Jim West. Great song. Wild Wild West has an another amazing one, theme song. Another one that he I, did. I'm not going to embarrass myself on the podcast, but I might be able to sing every lyric to it. Just get a few Jim more. Jim West, Desperado, Rough, Rough Riders, No Doka, no, All right. I get a lot more beers than me, and I'll finish it. But I, I it's a bad movie. Oh, it's, I, I know. Wild Wild West it's is not a bad a, movie. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I enjoy it, but it did not make my list. Really? No. Number three for me. And this is one, just a couple weeks ago, we did we did a countdown of 
sequels that we thought were better than the original. This is one I completely forgot to put on my list. Shame on me. This would totally have been in my top five. My number three is Bad Boys 2. Bad Boys 2 is an amazing film. I really like Bad Boys, the original, but Bad Boys 2 is hilarious. Spoilers, none of the Bad Boys movies made it on my list. Oh, well, it's a shame. Bad Boys 2 is my number three. It's great. I love it, and it's hilarious. And there's rumors of Bad Boys Three. I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, it's. I saw it on IMDb when I was so. looking up stuff. So it's it's question mark release date. So hopefully it happens. <coughs> hopefully before he dies. Yeah. Could it you just, imagine Martin never. Lawrence and Will Smith just being elderly people and then <laughs> doing Bad Boys? All right, what you got for number? What do we have? Four? Yeah, number four. We're at number four. Um. Movie I really enjoy. You may disagree with me on this one. I am Legend. I'm a big... I really enjoyed that movie. I thought... I read the book uh, before... No, I read the book after I watched the movie. Book totally different from the movie. Still a very good book. But I thought it was really, really interesting seeing just... Basically, Will Smith acts by himself the entire movie. Up towards like the end and like there are certain flashback scenes. But most of the movie is him acting with like a dog. And he knocks it out of the part. He knocks out the loneliness that you see just from somebody who's lived by himself for so long. And just, like, the heart felt like just the emotion of just, like, having the dog as his only companion, the talking back and forth like he's having an actual conversation. It was really good for me. I like that movie. It didn't make my list, but I enjoy it. It was fun. Uh, a little bit weird at times. Uh, but it didn't quite make my list. My number four is a movie you probably haven't seen, and if you have, I bet you don't like it like I do. It's a relatively newer film, and I really liked it. That's the movie Concussion. I haven't, I haven't even heard of that movie. You haven't heard of Concussion? No. Well, he plays a doctor from Pittsburgh who's investigating the NFL concussions and like, ex-player, ex-football players who, who have died from CTE. and It's a true story based on a true story. Yeah. And how Will Smith was not nominated for an Oscar for this film. I feel like he should have won the Oscar this year. But he wasn't even nominated. And that was just criminal. He should have at least been nominated. Such a great job. My number four favorite Will Smith film is Concussion. Fair enough. Uh, My number five, I'm going to give it to Hancock. Hancock, I thought... It was a great portrayal of what would Superman be like if it was in like the real world and he was like an alcoholic who just like couldn't get a couldn't catch a break. He was like kind of an asshole, douchebag. Like I like I thought it was just a really good look at the superhero genre in like a different way. It's good. I like I like Hancock. Just very different. That's what I like about uh, it. Yeah, a very the first time I watched it. Like I remember seeing previews for it when it first came out, and I didn't think much of it. It was really not in my wheelhouse. But then I, I later on, it's been on regular cable because I'm a cable guy, whatever. But I've seen it on regular. Would you TV. say you're Larry the Cable Guy, or <laughs> certainly Scott, fucking Scotty not. the Cable Guy? Certainly fucking not, Cable Guy. <laughs> no, but I've seen it on regular TV Hancock, and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little bit zany, a little bit yeah, a very interesting idea. You know, completely threw me for a loop when the spoiler is when you found out they're like immortals that, you know, but whatever. That I like Hancock, yeah. but my number five is Ali, where he's he plays Muhammad Ali. I didn't see that. Movie. You didn't see that? I didn't see that. It's a good movie. I, I, Again, another true story. Uh, it's just it's just very well done. He did a great job at playing Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali is one of my favorite athletes of all time. So to see the movie portrayed that way it was very cool. My number five is Ali. Fair enough. I had one that I threw on there. Honorable mention? Yeah, I'll give it an honorable okay. mention, I guess. Um, Every now and then, not always, every now and then they'll go in for the romantic comedy. I gave it to Hitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. I liked okay. it. Fair I liked enough, it. Hitch. Totally unbelievable. You know, Kevin James uh, getting that... Uh, was she like a businesswoman or something like that? Or was she like an actress or some shit like that? Uh, Eva Mendez? Yeah, either way, she was really good looking. And there's yeah, no, way Ke- no way Kevin James would have pulled that. But 
Because he didn't. Oh no 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 no! Evan Mendez is is the chick. Yeah that, yeah no! I'm talking about Kevin James's. Oh, I don't remember character. who that was. Yeah, that skinny blonde. There's I no way. I wasn't crazy about Hitch, to be honest with you. It was okay. It was a good like classic rom com. Like I said, I every like now and then I'll go in for one. It's a rare when I do, but that's one of the ones I went in for. <sighs> My honorable mention. I've already mentioned it, but it's Bad Boys One. Really like Bad Boys 1. I like Bad Boys 2 better, and that's why it was my number three. And I'm mad at myself. I didn't put that on my list when we did our, our sequels. So shame on me. I suck. But So as we do when we do these uh, throwback cinemas, Scott likes to read the back of the DVD oh box. I like to read the IMDb description of the movie before we get into talking about it. So Scott... What does the back of the DVD say? So, so pulling back the curtain, I actually do not own Men in Black on DVD. I own Men in Black 2 on DVD. That is like a travesty. I own Men in Black 3 on Blu-ray, and I don't know why. I do own Men in Black on VHS tape. I talked about how I was in the van, and for the life of me, I looked for it. And I, I stored all my VHS tapes in, in a corner. I, I could not find it. So I had to go on the internet and cheat to look up the back of the box. So but I'm still going to read the back of the box. And this is what we got. On, on a top secret mission, Jay Will Smith, a charismatic New York City cop, teams up with Kay Tommy Lee Jones, a seasoned government agent, who monitors aliens on Earth to stop intergalactic alien terrorist Edgar Vincent D'Onofrio from inciting an interstellar humanity-destroying war. <clears throat> Linda Fiorentino, Rip Torn, Tony Shalhoub, co-star, directed by Barry Sonnefield. Funny and slick sci-fi extravaganza. That 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 sells you on a little bit. Kind of like it. Kind of yeah. sells you on a little bit. Real basic, real basic, but good. As IMDb goes, okay. it's a lot more compact and a lot more you know squished down. It's the bare minimums. Um, a police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors extraterrestrial interactions on Earth. Done. Short and sweet. To the point. Do you think the Men in Black are real, Adam? Do you think there's really Men in Black? Listen, out there? you have no idea how many videos I've delved into, like these kind of things. You have no idea. Simple yes or no. Uh, put on your tinfoil hat and give me a yes or no. I do. I okay. do. I really, honestly do. I think that not necessarily in this aspect or in the aspect that a lot of people say that a lot of people think the Men in Black are extraterrestrial beings that look human and they work with the government to like uh suppress alien or conspiracy theorists and things like that that have evidence i think it's just an organization in the government that investigates extraterrestrial life kind of like this but i don't think it's to this comedic vein no not, not this zany yeah so i i do i do do you i kind of like a i'm gonna take a fox Mulder <clears throat> stance on it and i want to believe I do. I want to. I, I'm going to go with yes. I'm also I'm going to agree with you and go with yes. But open-minded about it. Maybe fucking no. But I'm going to go with yes. I, I, yeah. It's, who knows? You could, you could, you could, you could lose a lot of hours of your day. Just <laughs> delving into a lot of videos and just all this shit. Um, if they are real, I hope they operate just like this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> We're in safe hands. <laughs> Maybe we both know the answer. We've just been neuralized. Yeah, that's that's that that's an aspect. Maybe. For those of you that haven't seen the movie, that's an aspect of the movie that occurs is they have this device called a neuralizer where they can basically erase your memory. Have you ever flashy thing me before, Kay? No. I ain't playing, Kay. Have you ever flashy thing before? No. <laughs> it's a very it's a pretty quotable movie. Um, uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones plays the lead one of the lead characters, there's a duo, Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, plays the, um, I guess you would, the trainer, the lead uh, 
investigator, I guess you would say. He's like the he's the guy that brings uh, Will Smith's character into the Men in Black fold. He's, he's the seasoned veteran. Yes, agent. that's that's the phrase yes. I was looking for. This he's the seasoned veteran. He brings uh, Will Smith in the fold because Will Smith chased down chases down an alien. On foot. That's like the big thing. He didn't really do it on foot. I mean, no, he didn't. There was a kind of a cop out. He kind of like rode on a bus and then rode on a newspaper truck and then still didn't catch him, but yeah. almost did. Yeah. But he takes. He, he ran down a cephalopod on foot. <laughs> it's got to be, <laughs> gotta be tough enough. <laughs> uh, You're automatically qualified if you can run fast. Yeah, forget apparently. about all the you know the Marines and the Air Force and the Army Ranger and the Green Beret. They should be going to the Olympics Fuck for them. their recruits Fuck is them. what they need to do. We're going to bring up the <laughs> NYPD cop who runs fast. Okay, it just so happens he's black too. So <laughs> um, no, he's he tra- he tra- has to train Will Smith to basically be a part of this agency. One of the questions I always want to ask. Okay, when we all know. They were they when you join the MIB, you basically get rid of your entire identity. You get rid of several yeah. connections. Right. You get rid of your name. You now refer his name is uh uh James his name is James in the in James the, Edwards. James Edwards. His name is James Edwards in the movie, but he's only referred to as Jay yeah. after he joins the MIB. Are there only twenty six members of the MIB? That's the question I want to ask. Is there only like or are there like you know, sub members of like, okay, he's J, but he's like J A over here. Well, I don't know. You see, uh, you see, you have K obviously and J, and the old guy at the beginning, his name was D. Yeah. So you get letters, but Rip Torn's character, who's like, he's like the boss. Z. His Z. 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 But they call him Z. Not Z. It's Z. Z is well, in Australians and English people use. They don't say Z. They say Z. Z, yeah. right. That's that it's still Z. Why isn't there a Z? Z, Z, Z. But maybe you have a Z and a Z. But then there there be two. Speculating Adam. I, I know, know I know, answer. I know. Okay. I'm just I'm just I'm just telling you the reason why. Like that like I get it. That's that's the question I want to know. Like, okay, well, for example, there are serious there are points in the movie where they will need to neuralize large groups of people. Okay, and so they'll bring in special a special team. They'll show up in like this big truck and they'll, you know, they'll try and gather everybody up to neuralize them to erase their memories if like uh, they see some shit they weren't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Are those people MIB agents or are they just regular workers? Are the people working at the desks, you know, whenever um, Will Smith is fucking around in the evidence room or whatever and he launches that uh, alien ball or whatever that flies through? Are they all MIB agents or I mean, are they just are, regular are the twins, workers? Me-ha, me-ha, and Bob, are they, are they MIB agents? <laughs> Because they have the names Pihaya and Bob. So well, they the, don't have letters. Well, they're not human. So? They don't get Wait, letters? Wait, no. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Because in the sequel, I think Frank is an MIB agent. So never Frank mind. is, and his name's Frank. Yeah. There's a lot of inconsistencies with this movie. Really is, so. really not to mention, you see the conference call with a whole bunch of other MIB yeah. agents. Because you think about it, like... They were in New York City. That was their jurisdiction. Yeah. There was other MIB agents. The one was in like Seattle or something. I think that was in like Moscow or some uh, shit. Other one, yeah. Somebody was like Egypt in the middle of the desert. Like your fucking alien craft, they'll land wherever the fuck they feel like it. They're not just going to land in New York City. Well, there has to be a certain organization. We find out uh, MIB has only been around for like what? 30, 40 years or some shit like that. So, something like that. Yeah, since. Been, yeah. Yeah, it's it it's something weird like that. So there's no real established history, I guess, except for the first landing of the aliens. Whenever Kay was showing Jay the photos, oh, you brought that big mess of flowers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so in in the film, uh, an alien lands, and it, it's not a very friendly alien. He's what come to be known as a bug. Basically a giant uh, cockroach. And his goal, he's looking for the the galaxy. Yeah. The ga- an, another alien who's in New York has this galaxy. The bug wants to get it. The bug, then you see him take the form of a human the hard way. Vincent D'Onofrio. What a great job this Fanta- is. I love Vincent D'Onofrio so much. It, it, I do too. He's done a lot of great things. But in this film especially, his acting job, yeah. he had to play... He plays like a backwoods redneck almost, like like it's possessed by an alien with has a giant. Like he's not possessed by the alien. 
in a way, he is. The he, alien's actually wearing his suit, wearing yeah, his skin skins, as a suit. Yeah, he skins him. Yeah, he skins him a lot. He skins him. I know, but it's like how he walks and holds his head, how he acts the whole film. Yeah, I like, was... It's I, so great. It's yeah, so I was, great. I was I was watching it earlier today, and I was looking at, it and I was just, I was just fascinated by the way that he portrayed the alien because it's like, remember, this is a cockroach who's got like how many legs? He has to he has to condense himself into the suit and act like a human. And to a cockroach, a human's walking is like foreign. It's like it's crazy. It's insane. I mean, Vincent Narf is a big guy. He's like six two, six three. But the the you in the climax of the film, you see the bug itself. It's in, it fucking enormous. It's like 12 feet tall. How it fit into that body is beyond me. It just squeezed itself. I mean, it's not real, obviously, yeah. but the, how they portrayed him walking and how he looked, the, it was great. It was I put Vince my Dawson. hands on oh, my, my head. head. <laughs> Edgar, your skin is hanging from your bones. Oh, is that better? <laughs> Like he does such a good job. Yeah. I can't. I can't even say enough. Okay, it's so. it's great. Uh, yeah, but he lands and he's looking for this galaxy, which is basically a power source. Right. It's a power source, and with this power source, the bugs could eradicate the Archillians. Is what the race is called. It's another alien race that holds this galaxy. And they, they're tiny little guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like okay. Are that's another question I had when I watched it earlier. Okay, you had the you had the scene where. Spoilers, if you're listening to this, okay, if you haven't no, no, watched it. Spoilers. They um, should have seen this movie by now. The bug kills the Archillion uh-huh. and steals this this box that he thinks holds the galaxy. But whenever you're at the morgue, whenever uh, Will Smith is talking to uh, uh, Laurel, uh, played by Linda Fiore's something, I can't she's, remember She's it is. also in Dogma. Yes. Um, she's Bethany from Dogma. She's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, whenever she's talking to Will Smith's character, she mentions that the one lanky tall guy has like a weird exoskeleton and then the other one has like missing organs. I think I want to say they're almost two different species. They weren't both Archillians because the lanky tall guy didn't have like the basically like the, the shorter guy was like a tiny alien controlling like a robot body and the lanky tall guy, there was no like there was no reveal of like the inside of him. I assumed there was another little alien or Killian. I assumed that before whenever I uh, first watched the movie too. But when I rewatched it today, she said that this that he has like a weird skeletal st- structure, and then this one has like missing organs and stuff like that. So I think they might have been two different. Anyway, <coughs> we went to do a rectal exam only to find he has no, no rectum. <laughs> like little gags yeah. like that are just yeah. great. One of my favorite gags. We've already moved on from this point, but it was when. I was mentioning earlier you had the Marine and the, and the Army Ranger, the Green Prey, and, and Jay was first coming in to be interviewed. And it's a scene where they're taking the test. Yeah. And he pulls the table across the That's room. That's the greatest. What a great gag. Like, just some silly, silly little uh, thing like that. Excuse me, sir. Why are we here? Anybody want to answer that question? The best. The, of the best. Of the, the best. best. Sir. With honor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny. I mean, uh, he, Will Smith is like, I, I don't, like, it's, it's, it's just funny the way he does it. He doesn't even know why we're here either. So, and I'm like, all right, whatever. I just find that hilarious. Yeah. So. Like, these, you're like, trying these, to get down on us? Like, basically what the scene is, they're, they have to take this test and it's like, it, it's on paper, but they're in these like, you, those like old 80s, like fishbowl chairs or whatever you call them. There's no tables in front of them. There's one coffee table in the middle of the room and everybody else is trying to like, hold the paper up with one hand, trying to fold it so it stays up and write on it. One dude's, like, uh, holding up to the side of the chair, you know, trying to write on it. He's got his legs crossed, trying to write <coughs> on his lap. Yeah. Will Smith is, like, he's, he's trying to figure it out. He's like, fuck this bullshit. He's the one that gets up and drags this heavy-ass table, and you hear this loud, just this white, just this, like, ch- nails on a chalkboard screeching sound, and he just looks at the other dude. He's like, you want to get down on this? <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> great. That was a great scene. Just something silly like that. The gr- probably the best scene in the whole movie is the next scene whenever they have to take their shooting range test. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it's basically like this strobe light dark room with a bunch of cardboard cutouts of aliens all over the place. And everybody's like all the other Marines and Army men are like shooting. They're shooting the aliens. But Will Smith's character is just just he's hesitating. He's, he's like he's looking around. He's like shooting. He takes one shot and they stop the test. And Zed comes in, is like, Edwards, 
you want to explain to me why you thought little Tiffany deserved to die? And it's he pulls his, he just pushes a button. This cardboard cutout of this little white girl, like eight years old, holding a bunch of books, just comes forward. And there's one bullet hole in her head. And he, and it's just, a good shot, though, right? <laughs> I mean, or do I, I owe her an apology? <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking eight year old white girl, really ghetto, uh, middle of the night with quantum physics books. She's about Monsters to start something, Zed. <laughs> This girl is eight years old. Those books are way too advanced for her. She's about to start something. Zed. <laughs> it's it's a it's just a great. It's Will Smith at his best. It's Will Smith at his best. Absolutely, my- absolutely. <clears throat> so back to uh, like the whole idea, the galaxy, which was actually sent to the morgue with the dead alien bodies because of the it yes. was on the cat, right? Yes, uh, it was on it. Whenever will they find out that the the uh, there was the uh, there was an Archelian in the body controlling the right. thing. His dying words are, "The galaxy is on Orion's belt," okay. and it's a big mystery that to figure out what's going on. They assume Orion's belt in the sky in space. That's what they assume at first. Jay eventually figures it out that no, Orion's belt is he it's, meant it's to a say cat. Collar. It's a cat. Well, the he, cat's name well, is he's Orion. A, yeah, he's an alien. He didn't know the specific word. He right. meant to say collar, but he said, but he basically led to belt. Jay figures it out after they have the great conversation with Frank. How great of a character was Frank in this? He had a small role. Basically, he was a uh, expert in alien diplomacy. Is what oh, he that was. That disguise is terrible. That guy's definitely an alien. You don't like it? You can kiss my furry butt. Yeah, he was. He was a pug. Basically, he was. He was just a pug. That's all he was. And there's just this, this interrogation scene with uh, Kay. When he's just shaking the pug around in the middle of man, in the middle of the neighborhood, he's got this pug and he's just shaking him around like shaking a dog. And Jay has to run interference with like people just in the, 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 dog it's okay. My money. Yeah, yeah. Like it's they're it's, practicing ventriloquism. <laughs> but they find out through Frank that the galaxy is here. It's not on Orion's belt, and he has to point out to them that humans are stupid. He's like, just because something is very important doesn't mean it's not very small. So that's when we find out that the galaxy is this tiny jewel that is on the uh, collar of the cat's, uh, or on, that's on the cat's collar. And I thought it was really mesmerizing uh, when you first see the galaxy because you see it through the eyes of the morgue doctor. And there's this dramatic scene where she's just looking at it, she's almost hypnotized by it because you're witnessing an entire galaxy. And I thought that. For the mid the late nineties, the gra- the CGI for that galaxy was pretty pretty top. It was pretty spot on. Like it was pretty convincing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was. It, that that part wasn't too bad. So like I said, some of the other CG was a little bit rough. For, yeah, for its day, but that, that was okay. I, <laughs> just so many funny lines, like. When they go to the morgue to find the cat, but the bug has already been there. Yeah. And he's hiding and he's holding the, the coroner <coughs> hostage. And she's trying to hint that the bug is, is there hiding beneath the table right by her. But, of course, Agent J takes it sexually. <laughs> There's something I need mm-hmm. to show you. And she points down. He's like... Girl, you do work fast. <laughs> well, look, I'm, I'm gonna see that later. Don't you worry about it. So. <laughs> it was, oh man, so great movie. <clears throat> it's a fantastic movie. So we're coming up towards the climax of the movie. Uh, the bug has kidnapped the morgue doctor and has taken the galaxy. Um, now it's up to it's up to J and K to figure out what the how this bug is gonna get off the planet because. There was an earlier scene where they managed to take the bug ship. They Thanks managed to the to, noisy cricket. Yes, the noisy cricket. How great is the noisy cricket? That like, just that whole joke sequence is, uh, just Will Smith at his at probably at, I said it before. I said it again at his best. Um, Zed tells Kay to give the kid a gun, so. He sh- he goes to the uh, uh, armory and he picks up this like tiny this like little rifle. He's like series four deatomizer. <laughs> Will Smith is like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And he holds up this like little tiny just uh, like two inch uh, wide gun 
It and almost looks like like a hair bow. Like, yeah, it, it's it's tiny little thing. It's like you got it out like the dollar bin at the dollar store or some yes. shit like that. It's like not it's, very it's impressive. small. I feel like I'm gonna break this thing. <laughs> it's like it's like noisy cricket. He's like, no, no, you get the serious more. Do you I get the little midget cricket? <laughs> it's like <laughs> turns out that this thing is powerful. Turns out this thing is powerful as shit. Uh-huh. Like it every time Jay fires it, it blows him back like ten feet. Uh-huh. But uh, they managed to get a hold of the bug saucer, so the bug has to figure out a way to get off the planet. And of course, Jay is the one that figures out his plan. It calls back to the beginning of the movie when they talked about the first landing of the first aliens. What are those? Uh, the that place called in the 1964 World's Fair in Queens? Yeah, those those saucer-looking things. New York City had the. Uh, just, it's just for the World's Fair, uh, which was actually run by Walt Disney, if you want to get technical. Yeah. He yeah. Had, Walt Disney put a lot of the demonstrations on there. Yeah. Those those two things that look like flying saucers, turns out, in, in the canon of Men in Black, those are real flying saucers. They, they hid them in plain sight when the first aliens came down and landed, and so that's where the bug is headed. So they have to get there. And then there, we come to the amazing scene, the red button scene in the tunnel. That is... Earlier they alluded to a red button in Kay's car where Jay almost hits it. And he says, don't ever touch the red button. So you know automatically they're going to revisit this red button at some point in the film. It's definitely foreshadowing. And they have to get to Queens in a hurry through the Lincoln Tunnel. And what what does he have him do? Push the red button. Push the red button. You may the, want to put your seatbelt on. <laughs> the car goes upside down through the tunnel at a ridiculously high rate of speed. Like two rocket engines just appear out of the back of the trunk and the car like warps into like this weird like rocket shaped uh, capsule, I guess is what you want to call it. And it just shoots forward at such an amazing speed that Kay is able to flip the car upside down, like riding up the wall and onto keep the, the ceiling. Moving. Yes, mm-hmm. and keep it keep it going because New York Tunnel, the uh, I can't remember what the actual tunnel was called. I think it's the Lincoln Tunnel. Lincoln Tunnel, okay. So. Yeah, it's it's Maybe not. packed. It's packed. It's, it's, you can't get by it. I don't, I'm not up on my New York City <clears throat> highway system, but now I'm no I'm no physicist. I don't know anything about physics myself. I don't think that car would have stayed up on the ceiling for that long, but that's just me. And there's a lot of holes in this. Obviously, it's, you it's, got you, you got to take it for what it is. You got to suspend your disbelief. But I, I felt like when watching that today, I was like, I got to mention that a little bit. But you do know Elvis is dead, right? He's not <laughs> dead. He just went home. Yeah, Kay is. He's playing an Elvis track for for no real reason other than to like mock Jay, I guess, because he flipped upside down or whatever. I don't know. I don't. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, they make it. They make it to the uh, the flying saucers. And then they pull out the big guns. They get the they get the big heavy duty weapons to shoot down the saucer. Right. I think I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. I think what's really cool about this movie is they alluded to earlier whenever um, Kay mentions the hot sheets. He mentions the hot sheets, which is basically like the news that they have to go by to hear about rumors for things to go by. And what are these hot sheets? Inquire tabloid uh, uh, type newspapers that they get uh, yeah, at the newsstand. The tabloids. Yes, the tabloids. I think what's really cool about this is at the end of the movie, you see Jay picking up a lot of tabloids, and every single tablet he picks up refers to things that happen throughout right. the movie. They refers to the car flipping upside down in the Lincoln Tunnel, refers to the scene whenever the flying saucer is going over and Citibank field yeah. and the New York Mets outfielder misses a fly ball and hits him in the head. He's like UFO made me miss the, miss the catch and everything like that. So I think that was a really cool ad that they made to the uh, movie, but we get to the end, they shoot down the flying saucer and here we come to the scene, the final climactic battle between the men in black and the cockroach. When he rips off the Egger suit and we see this giant 12 foot tall cockroach that amazingly can no longer speak human language now for whatever reason, but maybe he needed human vocal cords, but you saw him, you but he just had a skin. That's, so he didn't have the organs. He just had the skin. Uh, maybe he ripped those out too. I don't so, know. We didn't see what he did to how he flayed. Edgar. Once again, you got to suspend but, disbelief, but when the, 
when originally it first landed and Edgar, still human Edgar, comes up with his gun, you hear the bug talk to him. So, from the hole. Remember? What? The bug talks to Edgar from the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He, he goes, you can have at my the beginning of the cry the... for my cold. Your proposal is acceptable. And he grabs him and kills him. That was, okay, Make that, I guess that makes more sense. He was... He's talking about the beginning of the movie when the ship first crashed yes. uh, with the cockroach. And I'm assuming that when he was with the ship, he had like a universal translator because maybe, it was like it was a very did. it was a very robotic sounding voice. It kind of was. You're right. Maybe so, it was something mechanical in his ship. Yeah. So that makes so that uh, answers my question, I guess, with all of a sudden he can't do it anymore. But anyway, uh, there's this weird scene and it's it's a movie scene where it's like as the bug is coming out of the Egger suit, I ask myself every single time, shoot the fucker right now as he's coming out of the suit. He's it's like this fit, 10, 15 second long scene where the bug is just like unfolding himself from the suit, and you see like this huge cockroach, and J and K are just looking in disbelief at this bug, and I'm like, shoot him! I hate to say it. But if Edgar would have been black, they would have shot him first. But because he was a white guy, they gave him the chance to surrender. Hey, Will Smith is black in this movie, okay? So yeah, let's, I've come seen on. black cops so. on, on YouTube videos, too. So. Black but no, cop, seriously. Black cop, black cop, black cop. Sorry, Kiaris one. <laughs> but no, seriously, I'm like, shoot him. Shoot him. He's got the galaxy. You can shoot him now. But no, they hesitate. And what happens? The fucking cockroach eats their guns. He's fucking spit some like weird tongue thing or whatever out and just sucks their guns down and they have to go through this whole freaking process of k like insults him so that he would eat him so eat he can me. go inside in the eat me <laughs> so he can go inside his body and get his gun back and hey, it's what? like k is lucky that that bug decided to swallow him whole and didn't like chomp a couple times because yeah that idea would have not worked then. i've seen i've seen some bug videos where the bugs will chop off limbs before they decide to eat a uh a prey so he, he is lucky but it goes to this whole series of events where jay has to try to keep the bug on the planet from escaping while jay or k goes inside to get his gun and really interesting thought of they do this thing where jay crushes cockroaches to try to was that your auntie <laughs> yeah he crushes cockroaches so that it would distract the bug to come off the flying saucer and come attack him because obviously you know cockroach is the alien cockroach on the ground this kind of thing which i thought was i get it i thought it was still kind of weird at the same time because it's like the planet's about to be destroyed they're all going to die anyway, and this cockroach knows it. Why would he jump down? So while for we're that? talking about that, uh, Men in Black came out in 1997. This is the 20th anniversary, and here they are, humans fighting a bug or bugs. Yeah. You know what other movie came out in 1997? What? 20th anniversary of Starship Troopers. Really? Humans are fighting bugs. Really? I did yes, not sir. know that it came out the same those, year. Those, those two films came out the same year. Holy Two shit. of our favorites, humans fighting bugs. Didn't like bugs that year, apparently. Apparently not. Because yeah. Starship Trooper had this, had the scene where it was just a bunch of kids just squashing bugs, and the teacher's like, oh, I guess squash them, squash them, squash them. Like, it was, yeah, it was kind of weird. The propaganda videos yeah. that made it really campy, yeah. We got to do a throwback cinema of Starship Troopers. I thought we did that already. Did we? We'll have to go back in the we records and say We might have to do it. it again. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Um, so back yeah. to Men in Black, yeah. Back to Men in Black. Uh, long story short, Jay manages to trick the bug to come down by squashing the cockroaches, and Kay gets his gun back inside, and you hear like the the warring up of the gun, and he blows the cockroach in half. It doesn't look paranormal or no extraworldly. It's probably something man made, like from them. Just funny. It's like if it was daytime, I'm telling you that would just be a feel. It's weird, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Like, what the fuck? I'm glad you're seeing it too. It's not just me crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we just we just we had to, we had to hesitate for a second. Um, there was a you're not gonna notice it because I'm gonna edit it a little bit, but we noticed something weird in the back of Scott's house. Um, 
the Archelians and the bugs might be fighting or something back there. I don't know because there's some flashing light in like off in the distance we see through the window. It's like kind of a white light. It's kind of it's like stroby, but at yeah. a very slow interval. But it's coming from the middle of a field that's completely dark. This is, it's really creepy. This is why I never want to live out in the country. Okay, well, Fuck the country. Okay, so. Anyway. I hope the men in black are on it. Yeah, MIB, get on the case, you know. Protect us from all the shit out there. The worst scum of the universe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a great fun film. It is I a mean, great fun film. If, if you stuck through this podcast and you haven't seen it, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, just go and watch it. And if you're somebody who has seen this and you're laughing with us along some of these funny parts, watch it again. It's worth it's it's worth it to see. They do a weird thing at the end of the movie though. After everything's resolved, um Kay gets neuralized because he's ready to retire. We've realized that Kay is wasn't training a partner. According to his words, he's not training a partner, he's training a replacement. He's done with the men in black, and if you leave the men in black, you have to get neuralized. You can no longer. You can't remember anything that happened. Right. Um, they do a weird thing at the end, though, where <coughs> apparently they recruit Laurel into the Men in Black, who is the uh, coroner. Yes, who is the coroner? Linda Florentino, who who helped them at the end because the bug kidnapped the her, and she helped like kill him at the end or whatever. Um, for whatever reason, job you guys have. Yeah, for whatever reason, Jay decided to convince Zed to recruit her and then you never see her again in any other future Men in Black. Well, I, I don't know if they knew Men in Black was going to be as huge of a success But you, But they don't was. even reference her, though. They don't even reference her. Yes, they do, Adam, in Men in Black 2. No, not really. Yes, they do. They reference her because they say he's he's with a new... He's with a new partner. But I mean, they and don't reference her specifically up. because here's the thing. do, Adam. Not her specifically. They, they called her by her, they called her by her name, didn't they? They said, she, now listen, she's the one that said to me she wanted to go back to the morgue. That's exactly what he says. I don't remember that part. Yeah, that part the happened. Men, then again, I don't, Men in Black 2 is a Men shitty movie. Men in Black 2 is bad. Men so. in Black 2 is very, the, it, it, for those of you who don't know, there's been, it's a trilogy. Men in Black, Men in Black 2, Men in Black 3. Men in Black, far and away, is the best one. Men in Black 2 is very bad. Men in Black 3 is just a little bit bad. It's a, it's very watchable. It's a very watchable movie. I like movie. 3 better than 2. I like 3 better than 2, but that's not saying a whole lot. Well, they do... Anything changed? Okay. Well, they do another weird thing at the end of the first movie where when there's that, series, uh, that scene... When you see that Laurel joined the Men in Black, for whatever reason, in this one scene throughout the entire trilogy, Will Smith's character has a completely different outfit. It's still a suit. It's, it's still a, suit, a black suit. But it's like, it's fully collared up to the top. There's no tie. It's a completely different style jacket. Well, he's in and, charge now. And the, but he's not Zed. No, but. He's just a, he's just a action, which. It's, 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 I don't like the scene. Basically is what I'm saying. I don't like the end scene. <coughs> I think it would be. Rodman? Been... Really? Not yeah. much of a disguise. I don't like the end scene because as far as we know in the movie, Jay's only been on the job for a few days. Okay. But when, as he recruits Laurel to thing, they have a conversation as if Jay has been on the job for years. And, he's, and there's this conversation where it's like, you know, Zed just called us, you know, so-and-so, alien, whatever bullshit, ambassador wants a, tickets to the Knicks game or whatever, or whatever bullshit. And, yeah. and, and uh, Jay is like, well, let's call Rodman. He's from that planet. It's like, how does Jay know that he's only been on the job for a few days? How does he know this? Well, here's the thing. It does look like some time has passed. Looks like Jay has settled into his position. Not that much time. But then, but um, it's going to contradict itself because you see the hot sheets right there, the tablets. Yeah. And they're all from what had just transpired in the film. Like how late is news getting this story exactly. out? Exactly. Like, this should have been like the next couple days, but he's acting like he's been a seasoned vet now for yeah. several months. It's the reason why I don't like the scene. Like it's got that. It's got that bullshit. And he's got a completely different outfit. You never see again in any other future Men in Black. You never see this outfit ever again. Like it's still a. It's still the like the white t shirt and like the the black suit and everything like that. 
but you never see the style off again. Even the glasses are different. The glasses aren't just the straight, straight black shades. They're like, the Ray Bans. Yeah, they're, the, oh. they're I like. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it, it. I don't like the scene. I, I wish they would have done something different with it. But I, I they guess. do in, in Men in Black Two and <laughs> Men in Black Three. They bring Tommy Lee Jones back. They do. They denuralize him. In Men in Black 2, which what is a, whole What thing, a cop-out. But okay. It really wasn't a good movie. Men in Black 2 was not a good film. Um, in Men in Black 3, Tommy Lee Jones has a very small role because there's a whole time travel element yeah. where uh, Will Smith goes back in time to see young Kay, who's played by Josh Brolin, <laughs> who we're not talking about Men in Black 3, but Josh Brolin does an excellent Tommy Lee Jones impersonation. Yes, he does. Playing Agent K. So not only are you doing an impersonation of a, of an actor, but you're doing an impersonation of an actor playing a character. Yeah. It's incredible how he does it. I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, well, thank you guys for listening. This has yeah. been another throwback cinema from For Your Distraction. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at foryourdistraction at gmail.com. Let us know what movies you would like us to do on the next Throwback Cinema. We enjoy this. We're probably going to start doing some more of them. We're going to try. Um, you can also find us on our social media. We have Facebook. If you search for For Your Distraction on Facebook, you can like us on there. We also have Twitter. Search for For Your Distraction and follow us there. You can tweet us at PodcastFYD. Um, you can listen to the show a number of ways. We are on SoundCloud. If you search for For Your Distraction on SoundCloud, you'll find us. Subscribe to us there. All of our shows go on there. Also, Apple users, we are on iTunes. Search for For Your Distraction on iTunes. Listen to our shows there. You can also rate us or write us a little review on there. That would be very helpful. We are a member of the Be Real Network, the Be Real Podcasting Network. Uh, you can search for Be Real Network on Google, www.breelnetwork.com, or you can find us on the Movie Guys podcast on, is it Podbean? Podbean, yes. Podbean, yes. So if you go to the Podbean app, you can search for the Movie Guys podcast, and there you'll find For Your Distraction. And a lot of other really great shows just on that same yes, channel. Yes, a lot so. of our sister shows on there. Great stuff. So what do you think, Adam? Do you think the Men in Black are paying attention to this podcast I right hope now? the Men in Black are in that field right now investigating what the fuck is going on, because... <laughs> this is getting kind of creepy. But, yeah, uh, and you live here. Yeah. Thing is, I gotta walk out here, so... It's even creepier for me. You know what they say. You got got to keep you safe from the worst scum of the universe. It's the MIBs. Uh, here come the MIBs. Dress in black, remember that, just in case we have a face-to-face and make contact. The title held by me, M.I.B., means what you think you saw, you did not see. So don't blink, be what was dead is now going black suit with the black ray bands on. Walk a shadow, move in silence, guard against extraterrestrial violence. But yo, we ain't on no government list, we straight don't exist, no names and no fingerprints. Saw something strange, watch your back, cause you never quite know where the M.I.B.s is at.